This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. It's shake-up time. I'm ready. I'm back. Had a bit of a false start last week. Like, I got back from a holiday and thought, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's been a few weeks. I'm good. But then I got COVID, so I missed the shake-up, was out for the rest of the week. But I'm back now, and I'm fully ready to dive back in. Oh, my favourite time of the week. Here's a bit of a taste of what we've got coming up for you. Hack. As much as we've achieved together, there's so much more to do. But when it's time, it's time. I expect my rich friends to pay for my half of dinner. And you should too. An American astronaut who has spent more than a year in space is finally on his way home. You look very well. Thank very you. Well. Thank you. That's good to be home. On Triple Jack. Yeah, we're talking a lot of things, including, do you reckon your rich friends should be picking up the bill for dinner? Because one writer thinks so, written an opinion piece about it. Let me know if you think there's an obligation for people earning more to pay for more on a night out, or maybe you're struggling always to sort out who's paying with your friends. You just want an easy split, but someone always complicates it. Let me know. Message in 0439757555. We've got to get straight into it with the Shake Up crew and we've got a cracker panel for you today. First, the queen of low key, performer, entertainer, etc., etc. Hello. Hi, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Looks like you're just having pretty chill night in by the looks of it. I know, it's crazy. No one at home can see what I look like, but I wish they could. And my mum always said I had a face for radio and today I'm proving her that is true because what a face. You have taken it to the next level. The outfit, the makeup, it is extraordinary. I've never had a shake-up guest as glamorous as you. I'm going to say that This is now. what I look like. I just wake up in the morning, roll out of bed, a couple of coats of mascara, and here I am. Thank you for having me. It's pretty normal, pretty normal. <laughs> and hey, our other shake-up guest today, we've got someone from Victoria because it's a huge weekend in Victoria. We've got Brisbane and Collingwood going head-to-head in the AFL Grand Final and someone who's going to be soaking up the atmosphere, Nine News reporter Elizabeth Moss. Lizzie, what's the vibe like in Melbourne now? Oh, it's a great day. I mean, I haven't experienced it. I've been doing the grocery shopping, but everyone on Instagram seems to be having a great time. We finally got um, this fantastic thing called sunshine down here in Melbourne, and it's like everybody's lost their minds. We just don't know what to do. I don't think anyone's not at the pub today. It's fantastic. It's so funny. I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, it's so good we're doing this uh, show with a big focus on Victoria. There's so much happening there. And then I thought, actually, everyone's had the day off. No one's going to be listening probably. They're all at the pub. But Lizzie's listening and Lizzie's here to fill us in, etc. Are you into this weekend of sport? Because it's not just the AFL. We've got the NRL Grand Final, the Broncos and the Panthers. We've got the NRLW, Knights and the Titans. There's something in there for everyone. Yeah, I'm a massive sports fan. <laughs> I keep up with all of the sports and I specifically <laughs> like the ones that involve um, activity. I would say I'm a huge sporting activity fan. So, yeah, thank you for asking that question. I appreciate yeah, it. It's, that's why we got you on. We thought we just got to get the hmm. sports brains in the building. An expert. Exactly. Yeah. So you're here for that exact reason. Hey, if you do have huge plans for this massive weekend of grand finals, let us know. What are they? Hit the phones. Maybe you're already into the plans right now. It's time for us to get into this massive topic. Hey. Because you never want to get to a place where you resent this job, this amazing privilege and important opportunity. On Triple J. Yeah, it really has been a massive week, hasn't it? Not just the grand finals, long weekends. 
Victoria's got a new leader. Dan Andrews out as Premier. His resignation surprising a lot of people. Jacinta Allen is in. Victoria's second female Premier. Is this the start of a new era or is it just more of the same? Hi. In breaking news, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has announced his resignation. The moment you're not comfortable with that decision for you and the people that you love, then you have to step away. He stood up for doing what he believed was absolutely right to keep Victorians safe. Premier Daniel Andrews is standing down because things have fallen apart. Victoria's next Premier will be Jacinta Allen. It's not lost on me that I am only the second woman to lead this state, and that is also comes with some emotion. On Triple J. Yeah, definitely keen to hear what you think of this one, especially if you are in Victoria. How do you feel about Dan Andrews calling it quits? He was easily one of Australia's most, I don't know, divisive leaders. People loved him or hated him. How do you think he's going to be remembered? And his resignation surprised a lot of people. Like, just called a press conference, dropped the bombshell. I'm wondering, have you ever done this? Like, out of nowhere, just quit your job in a really dramatic way. Stunned everyone. They weren't expecting it. Tell me how it happened. one 555 You can also message in as well. 439 Let's get cracking. We've got the Shake Up crew, two superstars, performer, entertainer, etc., etc., and Nine News reporter Lizzie Moss. Hey, Lizzie, first to you. Did this surprise you, this resignation from Dan Andrews? Oh, it surprised me in the sense that I didn't think it would sort of happen on a, you know, random day in the middle of the week. Uh, I think there had been a sense that this had been a bit of a long time coming. Uh, You know, it seemed like the time was right. You know, we'd had another election win. Uh, J.A. Jacinta Allen had been waiting in the wings as apprentice for a really long time. Uh, I think it sort of seems like, you know, we had a lot of big projects. We said no to the Commonwealth Games. We dropped that. It kind of did seem like it made a bit of sense with the time. Uh, What probably surprised me was the fact that, you know, the Premier said, oh, I only sort of thought about this for the past couple of days. I've only just started having these feelings and so that's it, I'm good to go. Whereas for me, I'm someone who agonises over things for months and months and months. That baffles me that you could make a decision so quickly. But I, I guess that was right. It seems a bit strange, right? Like, oh. Maybe I am quitting. Like, it was a very just, you know, super charged decision on steroids, etc. Any thoughts on Dan Andrews? I mean, you're not in Victoria, but the thing about a leader like Dan Andrews is everyone had an opinion on him because during COVID, we got to know all the premiers really well. Yeah, and I feel like we were in, like, the war of, like, Gladys versus Dan Andrews and, like, who was better <laughs> and we were like, what's happening? Um, look, all my friends that, that live in Victoria, especially some of them involved with, like, LGBT activism and, and politics, you know, he opened a Pride Centre there in Victoria, which was really monumental. And there are some great things that he did for the queer community. So um, I, I think that's a wonderful legacy to leave behind. There are some other things he did that I don't particularly think were maybe the best decisions um, leadership wise. But I mean, I think at this point, everyone in the country was kind of like expecting some kind of change in Victoria because it's been plugging along for a while now. It's been like this consistent media backlash about him and all of this 
social unrest. And I, I as, a, as an amateur fan of politics, um, <laughs> I was just watching with bated breath to see what would happen. It's like the Real Housewives, really, it but just with of, more money, you know. <laughs> it definitely was for a while, especially during those COVID years. And someone like Dan Andrews had the high highs, the low lows. The thing like, you know, the Mashton Kutcher song really took him to new levels with younger Australians, Lizzie. Uh, how is it being taken in Victoria? Like, because he is a really polarising person. Yeah, that's always a word. And I think you'll notice that in all the reporting this week, everyone, you know, it's those words, as you've mentioned, it's divisive, it's polarising, it's, but not everyone was a fan. It's all of that kind of language. And I think that sums it up. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to remember, we've this is a leader who's come through COVID where we had some of the biggest decision making, you know, that we've really had in politics for a long time. That really did affect everybody across the board. you you sort of need a big personality with that stuff or, or either way. So you either do love him or you do hate him. But I tell you what, we've got some good memes out of him, haven't we? And, the, you know, get on the beers. As you mentioned, there's some classic. I mean, you know, there was one just more recently. There's the phone call in China. I mean, it just, it never stops. And he was, his social media was strong. He, he made a brand out of himself. You know, the Dan brand is massive, whether you liked him or not. Yeah, I mean, and also people are saying, saying that he might have quit before this long weekend in Victoria so he could get on the beers. I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> speculation around that. Hey, we're hearing from people who have just quit their jobs in very Dan Andrews fashion. We've got Jess on the line from Brizzy. Hey, Jess, what happened with you? Um, my boss had a bit of a go at me and I told my husband about it and he just told me to quit my job and my instant reaction was, oh, no, 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 she's just having a bad day. And then I pondered on it for about an hour and decided I was going to put all of my work belongings in the work car, drive it into the work garage, walk out and hit send on my resignation. (laughs) And how did it go down? Like, did you get much reaction from the colleagues, the boss? What was the response? Yeah, a bit like a lead balloon. Um, (laughs) It wasn't great. There was uh, some retaliative emails to follow. Okay, right, okay. And uh, a lot of my colleagues just couldn't believe it because, like, I've talked other people out of quitting at the job recently. But, hey, when Uh, it was time to go... Yeah. Jess yeah. was like, I'm out of here. I'm sorry. I'm driving the car back to the work car park. That's it. Jess, what a decision. Oh, my gosh. We've got messages coming through. Someone says, on your Dan. That was from Sean in Melbourne. Another person says, I had an employer meeting where he said, you've passed your probation. I replied, well, you haven't, so I won't be staying. That was from Noel. Another person says, yeah, I was being thrown under the bus by management at work, resigned, the next day spent throwing many under the bus with me. Walked off the premises the following day. Best decision ever. Oh, it can get messy, can't it? Uh, et cetera. Have you ever had a very dramatic exit from a job? I've had a really dramatic exit. <laughs> Something told me. Something told me. Yeah. Had a, story. <laughs> a, a few years ago, I used to work in retail makeup, you know, doing, you know, bridal makeup and bits and pieces. And um, I was down in, actually in Melbourne, surprisingly, and I was um, on the beers. I was having about, I think about five or six whiskey shots um, at about 2am in the morning in a club. And I said to my friend, I really hate my job. 
job and I typed up an email on the dance floor dressed in a giant cockroach costume. <laughs> and by the time she'd come back from the bar, I'd hit send. You sent it on yeah, the dance floor. Yeah, I sent it on the dance floor. And I think um, I think um, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin was playing. And it was really, like, emotional. And then, yeah, I didn't have a job to go back to. That's how I became a full-time drag queen. So. That is so yeah. funny. So, And that was it? You never went back? You no, sent it? That was it? Yeah, and I was in Melbourne for a week, so I just posted my store key back and I, ne- I never went back. And, you know, it was beautiful. It was like the metaphor of the cockroach, you know? It's like survives no matter what. Hey, you really do. Oh, my gosh. Lizzie, any experiences with just quitting the job? Oh, that's inspirational, can I just say. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's. Fu- I think it's timely. You should bring this up. I mean, you know... I, I wasn't going to say this today. Um, <laughs> I love my time on Triple J. I've, I like being on Hack, being on The Shake Up has just been fantastic. But, you know, when you know, you know, when, when it's time, it is time. <laughs> You're not going um, anywhere. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, no, that's inspirational, honestly. That fills me with a lot of joy. I love the drama of it. Um, but, again, I mean, I would have to plan the drama for like six to nine months and then I'd probably just chicken out. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you think, um, just back to the premiers, that the current list of state leaders matches where we were a few years ago in the sense you were talking, et cetera, how it was, you know, Dan Andrews versus Gladys with New South Wales and Victoria, and then there was Mark McGowan in WA, another big figure, obviously Anastasia in Queensland, all these big names. And now everyone's struggling to remember who is the premier of all the different states. Do you pine for that, the time of the the big celebrity premiers? Yeah, and I think they should do like a drag race spin-off with all of the state leaders and make them lip sync for their lives. <laughs> you know, and then we'd really get to know their backstories, you know, get them in drag and see what happens. Oh, love it. Hey, look, I'd love to keep going with this one. Oh, hold on. We've got a message here I've got to read out. Someone says, I waited for a pay rise for a year. I kicked and screamed about it and eventually was told I'd get the pay rise and the back pay. I got the back pay and resigned the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bold move, bold move. (laughs) Hoping you never needed that reference check. Time to move on. I don't know whether we've still got Lizzie or whether she's walked out at this point, but, hey, we'll wait and see. (laughs) Well, I think she should have covered my half because she's rich and I'm not. On Triple J. Have you got a rich friend? Not rich in money, rich in love. No, I'm kidding. Rich in money. They may not be a millionaire, but they might be someone who earns a lot more than you do and you know they earn more than you do. How do you deal with paying for things, like the bill at a restaurant, if you guys go out together, if you go to the bar, do they split or do they just pay? Because an opinion piece on Mamma Mia has got people talking. The writer says she expects her rich friends to pay for her share of the meal, and you should too. Hack. It was the most stressful situation of my life. So stressful that I couldn't even tell you what my friend and I discussed at that dinner. But I could tell you that I expected her to pay for my half of the meal. It's a question of pride, isn't it? So I refuse to let them pay. Well, it depends what the occasion is. <laughs> we split it all the time. I'm stick by my morals. I think it has to be the rich friends. They're in a position where they would hopefully just love to shout you. Whenever my friend and I go to a fancy restaurant, she always offers to pay. Sometimes I take her up on it and sometimes I decide to split the bill. On Triple J. Oh, so many thoughts already coming through on this one. On the text line, turns out a lot of you have rich friends. We're even hearing from the rich people themselves. 
<laughs> so many people wanting to admit they're rich, which is quite surprising in this economy, in this climate, may I say. Someone says, my partner's a doctor, and so we're pretty well off. We like to be generous with friends because we love going to nice restaurants, but it's the worst when people start to expect it. Someone else, Kate from Gadigal Country. I work at a non-for-profit and somehow I always end up paying for my rich friends and they work in finance. They never offer to pay. And someone else, I always pay the whole bill and this one friend has not paid me back once. They owe me hundreds of dollars, but I'm scared to chase it because I am the one who earns more. Ooh, this is hitting with you. So many tight, rich people, it sounds like. But it's fair, is it, to expect them to pay more? The rich people? I don't know. What's your worst tight friend experience? Or maybe you've had a bust up. Someone's refused to pay and you've just it's ended the friendship. Call in 1300-555-36. You can message in as well, 0439-757-555. Hey, got to ask the Shake Up crew. We've got performer, entertainer, etc., etc. Nine News reporter Lizzie Moss, etc. You've got some elite friends. Oh, you'd think so, but I, what actually happens is I think I have a bit of a case of BBE, big bank energy, where my friends think that I'm much more well-off than I am because, you know, I look glamorous and beautiful. I look well, rich. Yeah, if you were just walking around yeah. outside now, people would assume you're very wealthy. But you know what I spend all my money on? Looking <laughs> like this, like cross-dressing for, you know, cash. Um, but it's 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 amazing. You go to, I go to dinner and all of a sudden everyone goes, oh, you know, I don't have I don't have cash on me. I can't split. Oh, so you find that, that people all of a sudden start kind of hitting you up a little bit. Yeah, especially when I got back from filming Drag Race, all of a sudden it was like, oh, amazing, let's go out for dinner. And all of a sudden <laughs> I was catching the bill, which is fine. I love to, I love to entertain and be hospitable, <laughs> but I'm, I'm broke. I'm so broke. I'm an artist in the 21st century living in Sydney. Like, I'm broke. Um, so I can't pay. Sometimes I can pay for a Vita wheat at the moment. Okay, well, yeah. look, what a splurge, hey? What a splurge. Yeah, sometimes a bit hummus on top, you know? <laughs> We know what's on the menu if you go to et cetera's for a dinner party. Lizzie, what do you think of this piece? Like, do you agree with the writer that rich people should pick up the tab? Oh, this is such a can of worms. <laughs> I know, oh, I've these, really like, thrown you in. these horrible stories where, you know, <laughs> bridesmaids don't want to pay to go to Sydney for the hens and they're going to break up their friendship over it. I'm interested, though. You said you've got people texting in saying they're really well off. Um, Send, send their numbers to me. I would love to have some rich friends who would love to take me for dinner. I mean, if they're willing to put their hands up, please help a gal out. But this um, is what it sounds like. It sounds like the ones with all the money aren't willing to pay. That's oh, the problem. I find this so hard. And and particularly it's hard when you when you're out. Like I'm the sort of person that can easily smash three or four cocktails and everyone else is <laughs> on there first. And I'm like, great, so we'll just split it six ways. No dramas. <laughs> um but I got into trouble with something quite similar because I love hosting. Um and I'm not great at it. Like I'm chaotic. But if you come for like a casual afternoon tea, I'm serving you like four courses. Oh wow. It's a whole thing, like it's hours. <laughs> and hours and hours. Of and I love doing in it. The, one of the courses. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but I, I mean, I love having people over, but I also was going, oh, my gosh, I'm spending so much money on having people over because we're not eating out. We're not going to restaurants anymore. I'm having them at my house. So I sort of tentatively said to my partner, look, you know, people are willing to pay for like a nice restaurant or like a, you know, boutique dining experience. Do you think we could ask them? <laughs> Oh, to, pay no. to come to dinner at our house. <laughs>
So- and I, it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but it also was not at all. And I got told very quickly, uh, no, we will have no friends left. Okay. Like, well, we don't have any friends anyway. Who cares? So Lizzie is trying to get all the friends to come to her house, but charge them. Interesting tactic. Not heard that one before. Got so many messages coming through on the text line. Someone says, I fall into the rich friend category. We always pay more than our share. Every dinner, every drinks. Someone else, Sean says, pay for yourselves. There's enough freeloaders getting around at the moment. Oh, Sean's got some very severe words. Another person, my partner and I earn quite good money and have friends that are struggling. If we go out anywhere nice, we always offer to subsidise their drinks. What does that mean? That sounds a little patronising, I must say. But some people are uncomfortable talking about money. That is true. That's one of the big issues we all have is just discussing this stuff. And Lucy says, I had a very wealthy friend and we went out in Sydney one night and stayed overnight. The next day we were all severely hungover and I left my wallet in the Airbnb and she made me transfer $3.50 for my juice. (laughs) Look, the stories are coming in thick and fast. It's it's pretty funny. Um, let's go to a caller. Mel is on the line. Hey, Mel, what's what what's your take on all this? I think split 50-50. Okay, 50-50, like, even if you haven't, like, had the same amount or whatever, just always oh, split no, 50-50? Like you pay, pay your part. Okay. But, like, I don't think it's fair to expect the person who may have a perception of more money to fund everything... Fair enough. You're there, you're wanting to partake in the event as well. I think, you know, if you're wanting to partake and you're making the decision to go out, you need to be able to fund it as well from what, your own pocket. Where do you think you stand on the scale, Mel? Do you reckon you're the rich friend or the tight or the yeah, tight friend? <laughs> I am particularly tight with money, but if I'm choosing to go out, I wouldn't expect someone to fund me. Okay, interesting. All right, well, there's Mel's take. Hey, Mel, thanks for calling up. Got a lot of messages still coming through on the text line. Someone said, my friends that live paycheck to paycheck are the ones who want to go to fancy restaurants. We prefer a home-cooked meal and save our money. And someone else says, no, rich people should not pay more by obligation. Whoever asks to go out pays. Oh, that's an interesting one. Whoever asks. So if you're the one that's like, we should catch up, all of a sudden you're responsible for the whole bill. Interesting point there. We've got another caller now. Jason's on the line. Jason, what do you reckon? Dave, hello, mate. <laughs> hello, what's your um, experience? Uh, mate, mate I'm, first, yeah, I know I've got to be quick. The lady said, yeah, I'll be quick. <laughs> uh, Producer first, Hannah on her game, I'm, love I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, I, miss you, I missed you on the news. I miss you on the news, but I'm glad you've got your own thing with a hat. Oh, thanks, um, Jason. Yeah, I, I'm a bricklayer, so obviously money's money's not tight, but it's it's well earned. Okay. And, and then I've got mates who are obviously more well-off who, who have earned the money other ways and um, yeah. you've just got to lead by example if you if you pay sometimes you get you get it back but no they don't want to pay that's why they're rich because they don't pay for anything oh. <laughs> you're saying there's a reason they're rich because they're hoarding all the money away oh, makes yeah. sense Jason makes sense nice one, Dave. <laughs> thank you mate thanks for calling up appreciate the feedback you know it can be um cultural as well etc and Lizzie like I was recently 
recently overseas in Italy staying with some family and they wouldn't let me pay for anything. And it was like really nice at first for the first week or whatever, like, but they would just pay for everything, right? And we got to this point where it kind of started to like annoy me a little bit. I was like, come on, just let me pay for something. I'm an adult. It's fine. Um, And then finally they agreed to let me pay for this, you know, breakfast or something. And we went out and we had this lovely like breakfast and I went to pay at the end of it. And the cashier said, oh, actually another one of your cousins was driving past, stopped the car, got out and paid for your entire table and then kept going to work. Like didn't come and say hi to me, just wanted to stop and pay. It's a real power move, don't you find, et cetera. Some people love to pay because it makes them feel really good. Yeah, some people love to do that. (laughs) I find that I find the best solution. You can't relate. No, um, the best solution to this whole thing and keeping a tight budget is just not to have any friends, and then you don't go out for any dinners or events, and you just stay at home and you can eat by yourself. Simple. Oh, that's funny, Lizzie. Do you get into situations where you're thinking, oh? I would never have picked this place. Like, we should have just got some cheap takeout. Oh, like, not this five-star restaurant. All well, the yeah. time. But I, I think I agree with people, uh, with some of those callers of saying, you know, like, if you're... <laughs> we're all trying to save money, but if you're trying to save money and you can't afford to go out, sometimes you just have to sit it out or suggest that people come over. It's just... It's about... I mean, I'm vegetarian and the amount of times that I've ended up paying, like, $60 for essentially, you know, two carrots and a <laughs> martini. Like, that is a crime. That's a criminal offence in my books. But sometimes you just got to cop it. And you know what? I go swings and roundabouts. Like when I'm the princess of Monaco, I'll be shouting everyone dinner. So Is that on the cards? Is that on uh, the cards? Look, look, it's not not on the cards, I would say. <laughs> Did we even like talking about how much your friends earn and all the rest of it? Do you guys know how much your friends earn? Like Lizzie, is that a discussion that you have with your mates? Oh, I wouldn't say with mates. I mean, you know, if if you're friends with people you work with, you probably had to have a pretty general idea. But I think there is this kind of thing sometimes of trying to outpour each other. Uh, and I think I'm a little bit guilty of that, of the kind of the whinge about, oh, like, oh, I really, oh, I don't have that much money this week. Or, oh, oh no, this dinner is so expensive. Yeah. Because we're sort of trying to make out, oh, no, I'm not well off. I'm not well off. And then going, oh, no, I'm actually quite privileged in the scheme of things. Like the fact that I could even consider going out for dinner, that's a massive win. So I think the whole talking about money, it's it's a toxic trap. It absolutely is. Etc. Do you talk about money with friends very much? Oh, all my friends are drag queens. I know they're broke. <laughs> like I just know. Like, there's um, no yeah, words no question. Needed. Yeah, and if we have a friend like migrate into the friend group that happens to have like have a real job, like a doctor or something, it's like, mm, you don't really fit. You need to leave immediately. That's so funny. On the text line, someone says, I used to be the rich friend. I used to be called the sugar mama of the group because I'd always offer to pay knowing my friends struggled more than me until I lost my job two months ago. And now I'm understanding the struggle that my group of friends handle on a daily basis. Another person says, my friend is a millionaire, has never shouted me and she bloody should. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. I'm going to agree on that one. If they're a millionaire, like literally, probably. Another person says, depends why they're rich. Were they born into it? (laughs) Interesting take that one. So if they're self-made, maybe they're not as liable for the bill at the end of the night. But if it is generational wealth, perhaps there is more of an obligation to pay. Do you think rich people know that they're rich, et cetera? Um, 
Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, I've never been rich, so I can't speak from a rich experience. Um, I wouldn't like to speak over them and raise their voices. Um, but I can speak for the moment when I like, I don't know, get a bit of money in my bank account and I go out and I buy some crazy things like um, like fast food and like I don't know deodorant. Um, and then I'm like, wow, I feel so wealthy. So I assume someone with a million dollars would feel the same way when they buy like a sports car. Oh, true. What do you think, Lizzie? Do you think? I mean, you were talking about this a little bit before that maybe we lose a bit of. Um, perception sometimes we don't see what we actually do have. Oh, particularly, I mean, if you know, if you've been brought up with, you know, parents who are lucky enough to have really well-paying jobs, then you get used to that, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a crime, but there's got to be a bit of, a bit of awareness. Um, and, and particularly, I mean, I think it changes in different circumstances. That was one of those things with, you know, COVID restrictions. All of a sudden, people that had full-time jobs, you know, were receiving financial payments, and then the tables turned all over again. So I just think with anything, it's a bit of grace. Shout you made a coffee when you can because you know there'll be a day like probably tomorrow in the next one hour where you won't be able to afford one. So, yeah, it'll come back. Hey, so many messages still coming through. Someone says, who gives an F how much money your mates have? They're your mates because they're your mates. Pay your own way. Fair enough. Another person, if someone earns more, they've usually earned it. Maybe if they offer, but it's not their responsibility to pay your part. That one was from Ned. Someone else says, if I want to go to a nice restaurant with a friend, I offer. That's my treat. If I casually go out with people, I expect to split the bills, set the ground rules beforehand. That is very good advice, actually. Just lay it all out there so no one's screaming. And after, like, especially after a few drinks, all of a sudden everyone's so generous and everyone's throwing the card around and no one's got any money anyway. And then someone else says, you can't take the money with you when you're gone. That's it. So I'd rather have the memories with good mates any day. Oh, what a nice way to end the show. What a lovely sentiment. Hey, that is all we've got time for on The Shake Up and for Hack this week. A huge thanks to our Shake Up crew, et cetera, et cetera. Good luck tonight, whatever your plans are. Yeah, thank you. I'm performing at the Imperial in Erskineville. Every Friday I'm there doing shows, so you can come along and see me and throw, like, tomatoes or rotten eggs or something. L- love it. Yeah. Go see, et cetera, please. And Lizzie, where are you performing tonight? Oh, just, just in my living room <laughs> where I always perform my one-woman show. Every song on Spotify followed by crying. Oh. Um, no, but I'm looking forward um, next time I'm in town, Dave, given that you didn't pay for anything easily. I guess dinner's your shout. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. And that's all we've got time for on The Shake Up for now. And for Hack for this week, it's been a huge week. For most of you, it's a long weekend. For Hack as well, we're going to be back on Tuesday. I'll catch you then. See ya. Hack on Triple Jack. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the Hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.